Hello and welcome to another episode of Things and Stuff, the show where we talk about things and stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my best friend and co-host, Alex. Hey! We have got a great show for you today, but first, as always, Alex, please tell the people how you're doing. I am well. Really? I mean, all right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> I wasn't. Fi- I was kind of just fishing. I was just like, really? I mean, it's, uh, let, let's not dance around. It's been a weird week, but I got oh, to see yeah. Coldplay. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I got to see two new artists that I'd never listened to, and now I'm listening to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They were really good. Tovlo and Alina Baraz. They opened for Coldplay. I definitely recommend checking them out. I think I've heard Tovlo. Yeah, you probably have. She has a lot of stuff on the radio. Yeah. Like, she's probably one of the artists that you've heard a lot of her songs. You just didn't know it was her. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, she also has a song with Coldplay that's one of their better ones on the more recent album. Anyway, great show. So much fun. Jeremy, we forgot to talk about a Twitter poll. That was probably like, what, three weeks ago now? Yeah, probably. What was the poll? We Remind- didn't even talk about the Twitter poll on the show when we launched the Twitter poll. It just was kind of like we were feeling like we needed some <laughs> some validation. All right, all right. So uh, remind the people what it was about. Well, we I did made, have some um, you made, votes, right? What? Did oh, we, ha- we had some activity. Yeah. Some oh yeah. Yeah. People voted. I think we even had somebody retweet the vote and confirm that my beliefs were the correct ones. And you will see <laughs> with the results of the poll that I am right, Jerry. Really. No. Oh, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what? So the Twitter poll was. Wait, yeah. Remind the episode what, like what it was going We on. were talking about. I don't even know sweets. if it was. It, we, yeah, we were, we're talking t- about sweets. I was going to say, I don't even know if it was part of the topic, but we were talking about ice cream and you said that you don't understand why I put whipped cream on my ice cream. And yeah. I thought that this was a thing that everybody did. No, I'm pretty sure the only people I've seen do it other than on like Sundays or milkshakes just on ice cream is your family. I th- and see I've I've just grown up thinking, yeah, whipped cream, it goes on anything sweet. Yeah, it's your family. So, the question on the Twitter poll was, do you like whipped cream on ice cream? You had three options. Yes, no, or why would anyone do this? <laughs> I'm curious to see which one won. Well, no one. What was the percentage on that one? It was a it won with a landslide 44%. Very in nice. second place was yes with a 33%. Oh, so not too bad. And then why would anyone do this, which is probably a, just a second no, 23%. <laughs> so So I guess if you add them up. 60% of people, closer to 70% of people, of people are confused as to why anybody yeah. would put whipped cream on ice cream. Well, I'm glad that that's how that went. I'm not. But I, I want to... Oh, one more thing. While we're on the subject of Twitter, mm-hmm. have you been seeing... I didn't know that this was a thing. While we're on the subject of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I didn't know that this was a thing, but people changed their name to spooky Halloween names. I want a spooky Halloween name. I did hear something about that. I saw people like trying to figure out what their spooky Halloween name would be. It's everywhere now. I, but like people are talking about it. Like they do this every year. Most of like the only one I'd heard of was Gary Witta doing scary Witta. No, I've never heard about this until that morning show. I think we need to have cool, scary Twitter names. I've thought long and hard. And oh, really? My really? name has no spookiness to it whatsoever. You could be Scare Me One if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. There we go. Or. Oh, <laughs> dang Scare it. Me One. That's a good one. Um, let's think of. Or just Scaring Me One. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get the one for you. 
Um, I got so many things to update you on. It's been a while. Hit me with it. All right. Well, one, I got my bed. Yeah. Got, got a new bed. Congratulations. Built the IKEA bed, got a new Serta Tempur-Pedic mattress. Do you remember the name of your IKEA bed product? Malm. Good old Malm. Yes. I got the drawers. I got the two little side uh, nightstand things and the Oh, the, bed. the matching ones. Yes. Beautiful. And um, the bed I have is like... Like when you sleep in it, it's like it's giving you a hug. It's just so cozy. It's just like you just sink into it. It's just like my mattress was so bad before. Getting in this new mattress, I'm just like, this this is what sleep feels like. Hello, my old friend. You know, it's just so good. So Watch was, out, bed bugs. This guy's got bed hugs. And Oh, yes. And I got these. They're called I went to Target. I wasn't going to spend a lot of money on sheets. So I just spent a lot of money on a mattress. Yeah. So I got these what's called jersey sheets, right? Jersey sheets. Yeah. They are. Let me guess. Recycled basketball, football, athletic jerseys no, no, woven into sheets. No, it's a texture thing. So they have like a normal sheet, like a flat sheet, uh-huh. whatever, and then they had flannel sheet, and this was like a combination of the two. Oh, so it's like little less fluffy than a flannel sheet, sure, but more fluffy than a normal sheet. It is so soft, like the shirt you're wearing or the sweatshirt you're wearing. Uh-huh. It's like that soft but softer question mark okay yeah it is so that in combination with my new mattress i'm just like oh yeah are you sleeping well oh yeah i'm sleeping very well having having good dreams yeah that's good i'm so sleeping so well i don't remember all my dreams so that's the first update i needed to give you okay very excited about that fantastic having a new bed sub uh update part two um on monday natalie and i started the whole 30 Congratulations. Went all in. We got our Whole30 cookbook. We got the Whole30 30-day guide. Yeah, you did. Which that one, if I'm, so I'm recommending, I'm recommending if you do Whole30, get the, get the 30, the Whole30 book. Okay. You think the the book is, is essential? Yes. Okay. And, um, so the end of the Whole30 book, like the last hundred or so pages is a cookbook. What is the two second, what is the elevator pitch for Whole30? Whole 30 is like a 30 day reset on your body. So you're like cleansing your, like you're doing a cleanse kind of of your body. It's like, there's so much crap that we eat primarily like sugars and stuff that you're going to try and eliminate through the whole 30, like clean eating diet. Yeah. And like that can affect so many things. Um, with your body it can affect like your skin it can affect how you're sleeping it can affect your allergies like there's a lot of stuff that you're putting in our body that we're not noticing because mm-hmm. we're just living with it all the time so hopefully with this cleanse like you'll be able to like reset your body and then slowly introduce things back in so kind of like when um erica had to like see what she was allergic to like you take everything out and then you introduce things back in yeah like to see okay oh i am allergic to strawberries or i am allergic to garlic type of thing so we're cleaning everything out. Yeah. And so it's not calorie counting or anything like that. Like we're clean eating, right? You're the biggest thing they're taking out. The biggest thing you're taking out is like sugars. Okay. Um, and you can't eat like, um, grains. Yeah. Or gluten. Yeah. So yeah. Um, lots of veggies, meats, 
etc. Just overall clean eating. That's good. Just hitting hitting the protein, hitting the yeah, the good um, fats. Big breakfast, lunch, and dinners. Trying not to snack as much because it's also about like how we have a relationship with food. Mm. Like your brain is tempted like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. It's not yet lunch, so I'm gonna have a snack. We're trying to reset that our relationship. So it's like no, like we ha- we're trying to eat at a specific time so that you're not in the bad habit because when you get out of Whole Thirty. Then you're just going to, if you're still snacking, but you're doing healthy snacks, once you're done with Whole30, your brain is still going to want snacks and you'll just revert oh. back to your old ways. So you're going to try and not just like nutritionally reset, but also mentally reset how you're, how you eat. That way you don't fall into bad habits again. Cause it'll be easy to fall into a bad habit. Sure. Um, if you're just doing the same thing, but replacing it. So if yeah. I, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to eat sugar-free gum. It's like, well then I'm going to not eat sugar-free gum. And like, anyway, that's, that's the long elevator pitch yeah so we started that we went grocery shopping on sunday uh-huh and or saturday sunday and then we did all of our meal prep for the week on sunday oh good job well done well not all of it okay we cooked for like six hours on sunday oh no and we got through like wednesday's dinner or something like that okay so That's it was like we, good. we cooked all of our breakfast and like Three days worth of lunch and two days worth of dinners. Then last night we cooked dinner for tomorrow and today and so et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. So much cooking. Yeah, that's a lot of cooking. Yeah. Um, and it, it was kind of expensive because like you're buying, a, like first of all, you're buying a lot of fresh food, but it's like you're buying all your food <laughs> one time. Yeah. And so like imagine you're like it came out to our, our average meal costs like $8 or $9 or something like that. Okay. For three meals a day. Yeah. But it's like. When you're doing that all, buying that all on Sunday, it's like, oh my God. Well, like in reality, I'd probably spend like four bucks on breakfast and five bucks or like eight, ten bucks on lunch and more on dinner. So it's like, but like in my mind, I'm like, I only spent $12 on dinner, but it's like, add that all up. You know, it's like, yeah. so right. having to spend all that up front, but yeah, so that's a, that's a hard hit, but start whole 30 feeling good. Today's day three Um, the, on their website they and in the book, they break it down that like, Day one, you're like, I got this. It's day one. I'm excited. Yeah. Day two feels like a hangover because your body's like trying to get, you're just not taking in as much sugar. Yeah. So it's like trying to figure out how to use the protein and fat and carbs that you already have in your body and like turn it into energy. Uh-huh. So it's like using a new muscle. So day two and three are supposed to feel like a hangover. And day four, it, you just want to um, break all the things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they give an in-depth uh, breakdown. Sure, sure. You start um, getting angry. Yeah, and then you start dreaming about food, and then oh um, no. But yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you posted. Sounds intense. Were you it, and Erica gonna give it a give it a try? I was gonna say it's awesome that you started because we are starting this weekend. So yeah, see, I we'll thought be, you were we'll starting week before. I thought you them. were starting before us. Did you get the book? We no, but we, I highly recommend it. Seventeen dollars. Go to Amazon. Oh yeah, pick that. I, yeah, I I'll could not recommend it more. Biggest thing about this is and, and i know that erica will be on top of it and i know that like you will be too but like the biggest thing is planning so that is where that is why we didn't end up starting this weekend because when it came down to it it was like i desperately do not want to be cooking all day sunday like yeah. i i i was um i was playing I, I was playing at church on sunday and it was like look I don't No, yeah, totally I understand. do not want to come home. And it was a long day and, and like it takes some getting used to. Like I said, we're only day three, but it does take like we were cooking all day Sunday, all day Monday night, essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we plan planning, better. Planning is a big thing. And like we had like we have we each got. So we bought the book. Yeah. Seventeen dollars or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to the Amazon bookstore so we didn't have to wait for shipping. Good call. Because we wanted to try, do it right away. Yeah. 
Um, and then we each got a little journal, like a little um, journal notebook type thing. Oh, so cool. We, we wrote down, Write down what you have. No, like, okay. So this is our how, Monday breakfast, lunch, dinner, Tuesday breakfast. Lunch. So we're planning out the weeks that way we have it written down. Smart. Very smart. Yeah. So um, I highly recommend getting the book, get the actual 30 day guide. Um, I'm sure that like you can look up whole 30 recipes and stuff like that. Oh yeah. We've got, like um, we've definitely got the, cause we are like community did whole 30 for a while and we just no, yeah. didn't cause of Erica's, um, like diet and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of things that she's just going to be able to eat, you know? Oh because yeah. Because of this. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure you'll be able to do all that stuff. And we are like week one, we're probably like, we're doing some of the, we're doing meals from the cookbook yeah, and the cookbook at the end. But, um, we're probably just going to do our own recipes afterwards, but I highly recommend getting the actual book and reading the first one or two chapters or whatever. It was like 50 pages. Yeah. It's, it's really important. I feel like to read that before you go do it. Yeah. Going in with some understanding of what, what and why you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this is not even the beginning of my preamble. Let me tell you. Oh, good Lord. Buckle up. Oh, strap in. Here okay. we go. Grab onto those fun bars. We're going on to the Jeremy. Roller I coaster. have been so excited to tell you what I read yesterday. What did you read? Two weeks ago, Max Landis wrote a manifesto entitled A Scar No One Else Can See. Okay? This 150-page manifesto, um, its thesis was that all of Carly Rae Jepsen's songs are connected. Okay? <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. Okay, this is crazy. This is why would someone spend this one time? Now, for those of you who don't know, Max Landis is a screenwriter, producer, showrunner, comic writer, and internet personality. He's known for um, his movie scripts, coming up with movie pitches, um, and his eccentric personality, but also like breaking down other people's intellectual properties and like expanding on them, reimagining them. And he's very articulate. Okay, he's wild. Yeah. Dude is awesome though. Brilliant writer, um, and he just thinks. In such a unique way. So he wrote uh, what, Chronicle. Yes, and that's a movie. And recent he Will Smith movie. No, it's a TV show, Netflix show. Is it a show? Yeah, I thought it was a movie. Oh, maybe it is a movie. But I think it's a Netflix. Netflix movie. Okay, gotcha. Um, so oh, yeah, what's it called? <laughs> I can't remember. It starts with a B. I thought it was. I don't know. Okay, you you go. I'll look it up. Okay, so. Now let me tell you. No, 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 you can. We can look it up later. This is a fact check. Well, I need to oh, tell I'm, you this. I'm okay. listening. I'm listening. So his his thesis was that all of Carly Rae Jepsen's songs are about one thing. Not just that they're all connected, but they're about one thing. Like one event. Yes. Oh. One event. One relationship. One person. Okay. Okay. Um, it has one narrative through line, and now Carly Rae Jepsen ha- sings the most upbeat songs you could think of. They're really good. Yes. By the way. Okay. Now. All of her music, if you just took a second listen, just listen to the words and not the tone. Yeah. It is the most sad story I think I've ever heard. And it is a story about um, unrequited love. And it talks, all her songs only have, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to give you the synopsis of his 150 page manifesto. He calls the living document a scar no one else can see. Oh my gosh. It's so I Alex, look at me. I could not recommend. I read at least the first two chapters. <laughs> Whenever you have time, 
because it will blow your mind. I am enlightened now because I listen to her songs now, and it's like I can see the code. Like it's it is ridiculous. Okay, so you found it. Yes, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, so she only talks about seven themes: temptation, limerence, which is another word for like infatuation, Uh obsession, escape, secrets, rejection, and misery. This is the narrative through line for her. I'll give you the narrative through line for all of her songs. Okay. This goes through all of her um, discography, all of her singles, all of her unreleased songs, and all of her covers. Oh, my god! Everything she's ever done has this through line. She's very selective on what she covers and the everything that she's been in. Okay? So, the narrative is, it's a shy girl who's unhappy in her current situation, meets and befriends a boy in a relationship, falls in love with him, has an affair with him, quote-unquote, fantasizes about running away with him. The boy terminates his affair, says that they're just friends, and leaving the girl pining over him, heartbroken. Dang. It is... It's essentially a song about being in the friend zone. She likes someone who doesn't like her back. They were friends. She tried to make it more. It didn't happen. Okay. So that's the story. Um, certain songs go into more detail that like he was a songwriter that she knew, et cetera, et cetera, or that they've known each other since they were young, et cetera, et cetera. Ah. One of the t- songs is titled, I Know You Have a Girlfriend. Like that's the, It goes to the core of why he doesn't return her love. Even Call Me Maybe is part of the first act. Okay. Okay. Let me take a deep breath. All of her songs are broken up into three acts of this one story. Is okay? each album an act? No. Oh. They interloop. Like you can you can listen to a song and be like, oh, this she's telling this part of the story. And then the next song, you're like, she's going deeper into that part. And then, oh, she went back in time. Because she, do- she goes back and like tells like when she was happy, when she was in love, etc. Oh, my so goodness. So act one is about the limerence or temptation, like when she's falling in love and how she feels about it. And like the nervousness of trying to like be with this guy call me maybe okay? okay then it goes to the obsession escape and secrets um this relationship is forbidden because apparently he has a girlfriend or there's something else he's emotionally unavailable you can read that as a through line through all of her songs okay and then the last act is rejection and misery um she curses the friend zone again she wishes that he would just realize that she was the one etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> i read 150 pages of this <laughs> do yesterday. you even like carly ray jepson no i did not <laughs> i did not after listening to this, I listen. I okay, so I, I read this, and so then I listened to the song that he's talking. Cause he okay, he breaks down every song line by line. He was like, "If you don't believe me, wait one second. And he go, breaks it down, and he and, and at the end end of each page, he has a link. Click to go further down the rabbit hole, and he like brings you down on this just trail with you, and with him, and he like makes it. It's not a theory. It is undisputable he proves it it's undisputable that it's connected whether or not it's intentional or not it's it's hearsay because it is they are all connected they work so well that you can't say that they're not yeah they are connected it's undisputable and he even breaks down britney spears beyonce taylor swift to show that nobody else does this like he breaks down 1989 by Taylor Swift and says in that one album, she talks about seven different things. She has a billion different themes. Like she's talking about being happy. She's talking about being independent. She's talking about getting over stuff. She's talking about breakup. Like in yeah. that one song has a bunch of different themes. A lot of people have just dance songs, like dance party songs. Sure. Nope. All of Carly Rae Jepsen's songs that are like that are a disguise because in the second verse, she goes about being sad. It's crazy. But then side note, after reading this and like um, listening to her music, I'm like, Wow. Her album of emotions 
really good. Oh, man. That album is incredible. I dare you. Take another listen. <laughs> well, I'll have to read this and then listen. Yes, I, I, I've already listened to that album a lot. I really like it. No, yeah. Really, really. So really what you're like going to do is you're going to go <laughs> to it. a scar no one else can see. That's the website he put up for this. Okay. Watch the intro video. And okay, then he, he, made, a, he made a video to like hook you in. Is it Max Landis doing a Max Landis pitch? For yeah. his no, but he's in character. Like he, because he was on set for his movie, so he got he. It's like a movie t- trailer level pitch. That's awesome. And he like puts draws you in, and then he um, like then you, I read the document and I'm like, this is amazing. It's so like it's so in it's so detailed. His writing is so like, he's a great writer. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very amazing. talented. But I just like I was so excited to tell you because it is so amazing and i read i read it all yesterday like i couldn't put it down i could not put it down it was amazing i can't get over that that's so awesome okay all right I'll, i'm in I, i'm gonna read it i'm gonna read it. we should do like a spoiler <laughs> a spoiler cast and just digesting carly Rae well i kind of gave you this well like i gave you all no, of the I know, things in the awesome upfront but like she like it all this one thing i gave you does not even begin to touch the surface of this iceberg I'm sorry, but anyway, that's the thing I had to share with you. I was so excited about it, but Alex, what's your thing? No, that is such a, a pleasant surprise. All right, I'll put a link to that. I'll put a link to that in the yeah, post it's, about it's, this. And the fact that it's episode. titled A Scar No One Else Can See, it just hits the nail on the head. And that's a lyric from one of her songs. She refers to other songs in all of her songs. She refers to like an allegory or a simile or imagery from another song. Like, she only uses like 13 things. Really? Like she talks about cars or a tree or a night or like, and those are very vague. But when you read the document, it's like, it's very specific that she's only talking about happiness when it's in this and when it's looking back, you know, yeah. or, or it's when it's dreaming. She talks about dreams a lot. She talks about, oh, it's crazy, crazy, wild, crazy. I'm so in. I'm so, oh, I'm so excited. I'm I like, kind of want to just you. stop, stop the show and just. <laughs> You go have down to read this it. rabbit it's hole. It's going to take you about uh, a little over two hours to read this whole thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just the thought of him, him putting I also, so much I don't work like this. reading that much, and I could yeah. not put it down. I was like, I Just, had to do the whole. I had to read the whole thing. He's such a busy person. How does he even have time to do he all of that? He started this in 2016. Oh, my gosh. Like, he, re- he realized. it's Okay, so he. So, he started probably right after she released Emotion? Yes. And um, it's. It's called the Living Document, etc. But he, um, he said he noticed the pat. Okay, so it's titled "A Scar No One Else Can See." Okay, and in quote, the Carly Rae Jepsen pattern. <laughs> and so that is the it's it's called the pattern. And so he noticed it, and then he started writing about it. And then on his free time, he was like, "Nobody believes me," so I have. To, so he wrote. It's literally like a doctoral thesis. It's that's incredible. the detail he goes into. 150 pages. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's yeah, that's a. That's a treatment there. That's a thesis right there. It, no, it was amazing. Sorry. I'm sorry. This can, I guess, be my topic. I was because say, I, I, just, I kind of want this to just be a topic. <laughs> it's so it's so crazy, though. I'm enthralled at the idea that Carly Rae Jepsen is this brilliant Okay, so I know artist. there's a lot of you listening right now who are skeptical. Oh, all pop stars talk about breakups or this one love or something like that. No, not like this. Not like this. Read it. And I'll, I'll ensure you that you will see that it's not like any other pop star who's on one, one completely cohesive narrative story from the time that she was 23, even before that, when she was 16, 
their story like the really? story the through line is through even the movie trailers that she does music for everything is one through line she has these seven themes she has these three acts of the story it's crazy how old is she now 36 what i don't know i pulled that out of my butt 36 i pulled that out of my butt i don't know i mean that i feel like that would be a very notable thing 1985 we're doing some quick fact checking right now. Thirty one. Thirty one. So she started like so she was she started out on um Canadian or Canada Idol. American Idol? Canadian Idol. Canadian oh. Idol. Did she sing with Robin Sparkles? No, she was she placed oh. third and then like she blew up with Call Me Maybe. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Great song. Crazy, dude. Crazy. I feel so like even my eyes have been opened. Like now listening to her songs, I'm just like it's 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 actually heartbreaking listening to her songs. Like when, Oh, I believe it. Because like they're so happy and the the disguise is so well. Like it seems like every other song. But if you just took one second listen and like listened carefully, like you can see how sad the story actually is. Like if you just listen to it one more time, you're like, Wow, like you're sounding really obsessed, really depressed, really like oh man, crazy. Has Carly Rae Jepsen acknowledged I don't think so. I looked on her Twitter. I looked on everything, and she she knows Mac Landis, first of all. They've met one time. Well, because he's okay, Mr. Screen. Like, yeah, they know of each other, but still. Um, but this was like a passion project of his. Like, he just noticed it, and he's like, "I have to tell the world." And how how did you find out about this? Because I had never heard of it, and I f- I feel like I follow Max. Well, he talked about it on one of our favorite shows, uh, the kind of funny morning show or uh. the Game Over Greggy show. Um, he's all, I've also followed him on Twitter, and so he's been promoting it there. I follow him on YouTube. Um, he was on Screen Junkies for movie fights, and, and he's just talking. He's been talking about it, and I've just missed it. No, he had. He only the only place he's like actively promoted it was his Twitter. He's like, I've released it now, and it just was a link to a scar no one else can see with a trailer. It was crazy, but then that's amazing. Um, in the Game Over Greggy show, yeah. the latest one that he's on, uh huh, he talks about it for a little bit. Okay, awesome. I man, this is the, this is my favorite thing. I w- I want to do this for. I want somebody to do this for every artist. I don't want to do this. But here's the thing: not every like his yeah, in-depth analysis because he tried, and his in-depth analysis like not every artist like he breaks down, um, Usher and Fifty Cent. And oh wow, Britney Spears and so he does a bunch of them. he does like just to show you that it's not all this like the same, and he's like a lot of like because, for example. Beyonce talks about like the sadness of her being heartbroken, but then in another song she talks about like um, an irreplaceable like you're not everything. Like it's an empowerment song, right? There's two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, Carly Jepsen has one note, and it's that she's sad about this relationship that she hasn't had. Damn. Even in the ones that seem like empowering breakup songs, the second verse she's like, "But actually, I still miss you." Every single break, quote unquote, breakup song she has in the second verse, she says, "But actually, I still miss you, and I can't live without you." Oh my god! There's no second note. There's just like she has one note, and it's this story. It is crazy, and like part of me thinks that like this has to have happened to her, you know? Yeah. But then like he breaks it down that like maybe she this is just how she writes. She just has, and this. she is a musical genius, and it can be this consistent. But it's. In my mind, this happened. This Either is, way, like, what a lens to be listening to somebody's music from. Like, this beautiful, like, tragic story. That it is so tragic. Like, 
like listening to like her newest stuff or her like like her really old like the really old stuff is like also let me back up for a second uh-huh it's not even subtle like the music is so like poppy and like i just want to dance with somebody type of vibe yeah but if you just read the lyrics you're like oh, oh my gosh this is so sad really yeah if you just read the lyrics you'll yeah. be like this is crazy does he go into how he noticed the pattern or does he yeah. just say i just know like- no he goes into it he goes into like from like when he when it started the first time he noticed it and like why he noticed it and everything like that that's awesome because it's such a specific thing to notice mm-hmm. well he's also a writer he said not- that he like try he like as a kid he liked looking into the like looking for themes and stuff like that oh, okay and that's how he got into writing yeah and then he just thought that like um, he breaks down um, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. And he's like, that song makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then he breaks down um, some songs by NSYNC and Justin Bieber. Not Justin Bieber. NSYNC and Britney Spears. Uh-huh. And um, one of the lead writers on that was from Sweden. Same guy. And so the translation didn't make any sense. And so um, like sometimes like it's one of the biggest hits. And you're like, that sentence structure doesn't make any sense but it <laughs> sounded cool yeah and so yeah that's awesome what a what a thing max landis a man of many many talents a scar no one else can see.com check it out watch the video if you don't believe me and also his movie's called bright yes starring will smith yeah on netflix coming soon. i'm so glad you brought this to my attention uh, dude you i'm gonna go to home i'm gonna go home and read it tonight i'm I, i'm gonna say you'll read half of it tonight you but by the first chapter you'll be 100 percent in if you read yeah. the first chapter and here's and what watch i suggest the video. yeah watch the video read the first chapter don't so on his website he has a link to download the 150 page pdf uh-huh. but the website is a quote-unquote living document like he's because she released the single after he put it so he writes his comments on that one yeah but each i would recommend reading it on your laptop or reading it on your on mobile yeah so even though it'll be kind of small sure but like going through because he like every link that you hit the next one it like it just tells a better it's like more of a it's flow a rather read. than just reading a 50, 150 page document yeah i believe that so definitely check it out on online oh man it's so so awesome. excited about that we're gonna have to push my thing to next week yeah i'm down with that that's fine i didn't know i was gonna take up this amount of time. we could either do that or we could just do a longer show because because right now we're gonna be a shorter show or we could switch them and we can do the top of housing Let's uh, let's, let's do this one and l- and then let's see where it, let's see where it takes us. All right, maybe. Alex, what's your thing? Jeremy, I want to talk about bumper stickers. <laughs> All right. Why? <laughs> well, okay. There's kind of an interesting when you think about it, like an interesting philosophy behind bumper stickers. When you put a bumper sticker on and this is just the way I read it cuz I was I was driving this morning with Erica and <laughs> it may not have been this morning. I don't know. Is this from a, a bit? I've seen a lot of stand-up bits on bumper stickers. Oh, no. I, I mean, it might have been, but <laughs> it was just a realization I had. All right. It was like, Let me hear it. A person with a, like a positive message kind of bumper sticker on their car, or it was like either that or some sort of awareness for something or something for like a, it was a positive thing, whatever they had on the back of the bumper sticker. Yeah. Was the person that waits until the last second to merge onto the freeway. Oh, so the person who gets a bumper sticker is also the person who's a bad driver. No, but the person that gets this positive bumper sticker is now this douche with the positive bumper ah, sticker that I just gotcha. want to run off the road. Gotcha. So, and you're like, your positive message is yeah, not overruled only is there, by your bad driver. Their positive message is now tainted by their negative behavior. But also, I have just summarized this entire person's 
persona, personality, whatever, into this into bumper one slogan. Sticker. Whatever it is, regardless of what it says, I assume that that is the you're one like, thing oh, you want me to you're know one about of you. those people. Yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to know what your thoughts on bumper stickers are. Would you ever get a bumper sticker if you've seen bumper stickers you like and support? Because I don't think. I don't think I like any bumper sticker, first of all. And then do you agree with what I had to say about bumper stickers? I never thought about it as it tainting the um the message, the mm. type of driver, but it hasn't tainted the message to me. Um I feel like certain bumper stickers go hand in hand with certain cars, you know? Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. There's a lot of like very specific bumper stickers you see on Subarus that you're not gonna see on a Ford pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. You know? Um but also, I would never put a bumper sticker on my car. I, first of all, I like my car to be pristine. Yeah. I wouldn't want to taint it with a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if I could ensure that I put the bumper sticker on perfectly, I don't know if I'd be feel that strongly about something to have it on for that long, you know? Yeah. And to have it just like there. And to have that be the representation of me on my car. Yeah. You know? So I don't like putting stickers on my car. Um, like I wouldn't even put like a jo- like I've seen p- cool cars that have like a Jordan logo sticker or a Nike swoosh or a Blazer sticker, you know. Sure, like the window window yeah, stickers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't even put like I love the Blazers, and then Natalie will probably put a Blazer sticker on a car. Our good friend Josh Resnick, he had a Blazer sticker on his car. Sure. Um, like Sean, I don't know. The, Sean has a bunch of things on his car. Most of them are like snowboarding passes. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> but I'm just saying. And parking. Pass. And I love the Blazer, and I'm like, I don't think I could put a sticker on my car. Really? So not even the Blazer? No. Okay. No, no, it's it's not. I guess it's more of a sticker thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna put this on my car. So you, but you, so you're kind of averse to stickers in general. Yeah, it's more of a purist thing. Because okay. yeah, you keep everything no, very pristine. Yeah, I don't want to have a sticker on my car. Interesting. I let alone a bumper sticker, which has a message that has like some sort of um, political or social bias. That I'm like, oh, everybody's gonna be judging me on this. I'm like, I don't need that. Oh man! Oh, I don't. I really don't like any of the political ones because then it's just like, yep, that sounds about right. You you look like exactly the kind of person that would have that bumper sticker on your car, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Seriously. Regardless of what it is, you're like, oh, yep, I expected that. I yep, Ford F one fifty. I sure expected that <laughs> that one. Oh, you drive a Prius? Yeah, that's not a surprise. <laughs> and bumper stickers never age well. Oh, you're like, no. cool. You still have that Bush sticker on your car. Not not even W. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You nothing, can take that Obama 08 sticker off Here's your car. Here's my one exception that I don't mind seeing. It always gives me a, a, sometimes a little smile when I see this one. Okay. It's the little family on the back of the minivan that goes in ascending order of height, probably age, and has the dad, the, and little stick figures, you know? Oh, you like those? About. You like those? I just know exactly what that is. Oh, that's a little family right there. We've got a little bump sticker to represent all the kids in the family. Sometimes there's a dog. Sometimes they're dressed as Star Wars characters. That's ones I like. I'm down with those. I'm down with those. Um, and and speaking of like how it represents, um, like I know exactly who's driving that car. Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old Mom's family. driving that yeah, car. Just family driving Super, that car. Family yeah. car. You know what sticker I hate, which is very similar to that one, the baby on board sticker. Do you know what I found out what the baby on board sticker is for? What is it for? It's not so that you know that there's a baby on board and drives safely. Baby on board stickers and um, the little things they hang in the car is so that if there's a horrible car accident, they look for a baby to be flung from the car. Really? Yeah. Oh, that kind of changes things. Yeah, I just found that out. That like it's so that paramedics and stuff keep that in mind that 
there could have been a baby in this car. You know. You know what? No, I'm not buying that. That's what it's for. But there's a car seat. You, you, they don't see the car seat and go, oh, there might have been a baby on have board. Have you seen some of these car accidents? Things get so mangled, they probably they could not see that. It, you don't think that they would be able to? Okay. But I'm just saying. That's, so the that's a baby on board sticker can survive and be more recognizable than remnants of a car seat. Sometimes the cars gets crushed, you know. I'm just saying that's what they've they've been um, sold as. I don't think uh, don't complain to the logic about to me. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, but that is part of what of how they're sold marketed is okay. that like yeah to be aware that hey also look for a baby. I get it. Okay, that it makes sense. It makes sense. It kind of, but then it then it really when it, when you boil it down, I feel like it doesn't make any sense. And I think the people that are buying it are not buying it to think that way. I think they want you to think oh, there's a baby on that car. I better. Watch out. That's probably it, too, yeah. Those people are weaving in and out of traffic left, right, and center on the freeway. Like, on my way over here, maybe on board sticker going back and forth. You don't need to look it up. I believe you. I I believe what you're saying. I'm just saying that their logic is really stupid. It it would make sense, but logically, it has no reason to exist. Although it is said that they can alert emergency services to pressure to the presence of a child their original purpose was to encourage motorists to drive carefully in the presence of the car carrying a child yes i got it mm-hmm. but i'm saying i didn't know about the second purpose i thought it was just to be like hey i have a baby please be careful totally i didn't know that there was an ulterior motive i mean it's nice it's nice that they tried to come up with something else yeah rather than like oh worry about my baby your baby's gonna be fine just don't drive like a crazy person all right i don't like any yeah, everything I'm reading is saying that. Right, so I have, I have two bumper stickers, not on my car, but I've been given bumper stickers. And even though they are like either very specific things, like the coheed symbol, mm-hmm. I have a sticker for that. I'm not gonna put it on anything. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, was it a bumper sticker or was it just a sticker? So they just have like a window decal, and it's mm-hmm. just their their icon, you mm-hmm. know, the keyword yeah. icon. Yeah. It's, it's a triangle with circles around it. It, it, it looks cool on cars. But I don't want people coming up to me like, what's that sticker mean, man? I don't want anything. Yeah. And then the other one I have is a Top Gear reference. It is just Stig. My parents got it for me. It's an awesome sticker, but I don't want people thinking that I think I'm some sort of race car testing driver. That's fair. And but, I feel like we're too old to hang stickers in our room now. No. Yeah. I tried to I tried to get away with some of that, but it doesn't work. I have like subtle things here and there, but I just, in my opinion... I don't think there's ever a reason to put a bumper sticker on your car because you're here's, just belittling, like you're just demeaning yourself. I feel like here's my my exception to the bumper sticker rules that I've placed on myself. Uh huh. Or maybe it's not rules. Maybe they're guidelines that I live by. Oh, <laughs> oh. I don't know. Like a pirate code. I don't know what what my thoughts on bumper stickers. Anyway, this is the exception. I. Um, I'm a fan of the license plate cover thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was another thing. I was even a little surprised that you had that. Yeah. I have, um, a Nike one, uh, that's a black Nike plastic frame or whatever on my, um, license plates. I uh-huh. used to have a blazers one when I worked at the blazers. Yeah. Kind of just switches. Okay. I can, I can, I can get behind that. I don't know. First of all, it's a little more subtle. It is It's a lot more subtle. First of all. Yeah. Oh, there's a little swoosh on my, <laughs> an established date on my, um, it's not permanent, 
No, and I can change it. I can take it out. It's really easy. Just unscrew it or whatever. It doesn't do any damage to my car. Yeah. There's no sticky residue. It, it can, matches my car. You can even just not have one if you don't want it. Yeah. All right. I can I can get down with those. You ever seen the uh, proud parent of a honors student? That one is <laughs> so infuriating. It's like I get that you're proud of your kid and you wanted your kid to know that you're proud of your kid. But that's it's only for you too. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares because everybody's been for especially high school. the high school ones. Those ones oh bug me goodness. the most. Because knowing the way you achieved honors <laughs> in school, <laughs> that's fair. like yeah. Wait, what are you saying? I did. I worked hard for my honors grades. Yeah, you sure did. From the movie theater and lunch period <laughs> and the two study halls followed by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my kid has a four Your kid's taking two classes that give him grades. <laughs> that was my senior year. Okay, <laughs> I had done a lot of hard work before that. Yeah, yeah. But even then, looking back, it's like, all right, was it really? But even the college ones, I'm not a fan of. Is it really that? Okay, the college ones are like the college ones doesn't even live with you. (laughs) Okay, so if it's like you have a U of O sticker on your car, yeah. First of all, it should be centered. I don't like this. I don't put it off in the corner. Oh my gosh, I saw one that you would have like found the driver and pulled him out through his window and just threw him out of his car. (laughs) They put it. So it was on like an Acura MDX, like mm-hmm. the SUV Acura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how the back window is kind of curved? Mm-hmm. They put the O sticker in the curve in line with the frame of the body, which is at an angle. So it's in line with the frame of the body, but the car itself and, and like the O just looks completely crooked and off to the side. Like yours never, you're never going to be standing at an angle where that looks right. <laughs> it looks so bad. Okay, I take it back. So there's some exceptions of putting it like in the bottom left or right corner, but mostly like whatever. You have a uh, your school logo on it. Cool. Even if you didn't go there, maybe your son or daughter goes there. Yeah. Okay, you have a logo. I don't need a parent of um, anywhere yeah. in that. Put, My little, kid. put the school logo. I don't need a parent of or a proud parent of. That's just like, oh my gosh. My kid is my a proud those, student. By the way. <laughs> Your mom did that? No, my mom has one of those. Oh, things. that's amazing. For you or for Kimberly? For Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> Guess she didn't get it. Kimberly probably gave it to her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, my, yeah. my kid is a proud student also, at Chemeketa Community College. We had one on our car because we had bought our car from someone else, and I said, like, a parent of a oh, so no, My sister and I did not go to that school. <laughs> so it's like we still had the sticker on it because it was like faded and come off it was, yeah yeah the other that was on the the volvo do you remember the first bumper sticker that you saw because i for some reason remember or at least the first one that you noticed and we were like that's um weird. i saw the peeing calvin yes that's mine too really yeah yeah the peeing calvin is the first one that stuck out to me i don't understand that one the there, peeing there was, calvin there was a pun in there somewhere but i was trying to avoid it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't get that one And it's on so many cars I think it's kind of like A stick it to the man Type of thing Like the character itself Is kind of like Against the rules You know And it's just kind of like Yeah But it was Like we talked about Calvin Hobbes before um, It isn't an actual Calvin Yeah because, Stolen Yeah um, It's like A stolen character There isn't any Merchandising for Calvin and Hobbes It's like a knockoff People out here Just stealing assets And making them pee All over the cars Yeah Because that would be Totally against Bill Watterson's Desire for Calvin Is to be That disrespectful He's not peeing Snowmen (laughs) He's not peeing
peeing on things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's those are my thoughts on bumper stickers. I hate bumper stickers. And if you listen to this, take, here's go, one thing that I don't car. mind though, and it goes to stickers. The stickers that are on the front of the car, on top of the window, where that that visor, the tinted part of your glasses, that says like like that most like snowboarders or people have on their car. Like if if this if you can read this, my car is upside down. No, no, no. Like they have like the brand of their roof rack or their snowboard or the like a car oh, okay. tinted. Like you know, what I'm talking about. It's more like a like okay, yeah. Like I, I got on like race cars too. They have like on street race cars. They have those big. Yes. stickers. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I those look kind of cool sometimes. Now I should say I think of decals as different things. Ah, uh, yes, decals. That's what they are. Because I feel like decals, you're either like kind of a brand amb- ambassador like you have like a brembo sticker because you use brembo brakes or whatever or oh, yeah. like yeah burton because you snowboard or that, like things like that that make sense where it's like look i i represent this brand or whatever or i use this brand i want you to like it i think there is even some like gray area with that where it's like if i were you know if i were in charge of burton and i'm seeing people weaving in and out of traffic with a burton sticker on the car i'm like ah i kind of want you to not have that sticker you know but i think bumper stickers at least in what i'm thinking are the ones where it's just like here's my thoughts on this in one sentence and i want you to read it while i'm while i'm you know in front of you going 45 on the on the 205 you know what i'm saying yeah i was trying to find one of the example um of what i was talking about but you seem a lot on little supers and whatnot but yeah i totally get what you're saying yeah so bumper stickers. If you have a bumper sticker on your car, I'm not trying to be mean, but I, I do want you to go out with a razor blade and just take that bumper sticker off. Just do it. Get it off. Take it off very carefully. You don't want to rip the paint on your car because that's expensive. But you want you need to get rid of it. Get Take the bumper sticker off the car. Like how they got rid of stickers on my windshield when I broke my windshield and they put a new one on. Yeah. Is they like sprayed this like foam thing that looks like shaving cream. Oh, um, but it's like a glass, a special glass cleaner or whatever. And then they actually use a razor and like scrape it off. Yeah, that makes I mean, I feel like there's no other way to get it off other than a. Ra- like but it a really, was like brand new, really sharp. But that was only for the window. I, I don't know. I imagine that'd be horrible for your bumper. Like, so your car had a bumper sticker on it. No, no, no. I broke my windshield. Someone gotcha. Threw a, a rock at it or something. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. a bottle. It shattered. They replaced the they put in a new windshield. But it had a sticker. And it had. Well, because it's like yeah, it has like this protective sticker on it, like a giant version of like the new phone screen, but for a windshield. It had it in specific spots where I think the little suction cups were, or something like that. Oh, so that they, makes like, sense. Spray it off and do that. That's brilliant because it has to be super adhesive because the suction cups are going onto it. I think I don't. I don't that know would exactly. make sense. But yeah, logically, take your bumper stickers off. That's the moral of the story. Do also, it. check out a scar on sensor. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> Do we want to do? Do you want to do another? T- what do you? What do you? What are you feeling right now? Um, I I feel like we could we could wrap this one. Up. That what that topic is. I feel like it's a good one for another show. We should really dive into it. Yeah, we can we can do that. We can. I really feel like we've um indulged the people enough with our presence this evening, <laughs> or whenever you're listening to us. This has been a good show. It's been a funny and it's like fun. very. I really cannot <laughs> encourage you to read this more. Even if you just get to the first one or two chapters, you'll see, and then. Once you read that, then you'll listen to it for yourself and come to your own conclusions. But I, but read it all the way through if you can. All right, I'm down for it. All right. I mean, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna for sure listen to it or read it. 
Yeah, it's gonna be. So, it's so exciting. Listen. I can't wait for you to. It would be awesome if he did an audiobook. I, I really it. wish that he did. He like people have been tweeting about it. They want that version of it. Um, but yeah, I'll show you the the <laughs> intro video. He's afterwards. like, uh, you don't understand. Like all of my free time went into writing this in the first place. Well, it took him then... like a year to write. I'm pretty <laughs> sure because he was like, re- he was filming that Will Smith movie, and he's also a showrunner on another TV show. So he's doing a bunch of stuff. I like how he just made. But a I just movie love. With... I love his writing. Yeah, it's really even good. his comic writing. He did. Um, American Alien. Yeah, that was great. That is a cool. He's trying to do a Batman comic. I'm excited for that. Oh my god. In the same universe as American Alien. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so in. I'm so in for that. Mm-hmm. All right. It's been a good show. Yeah. As always, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Things and Stuff Podcast. You can find me at the Sneath. And me at Jeremy underscore Wong. And be sure to follow the show at Things Stuff Pod. If you like the show, Please share it with your friends. Things and Stuff posts every Thursday, except for when we forget sometimes. So we'll see you here next week. Bye-bye.